Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Tara Stingley, a partner with Klein Williams in Omaha, Nebraska. Here on Employment Matters, we bring you updates from around the world as we dial in our local ELA lawyers. These good folks practice on the ground in jurisdictions around the globe, working daily to help their clients move through these difficult times. Today, we're chatting with one of our members in Arkansas. Joining us on the program is Mike Moore, a partner at Friday, Eldridge and Clark LLP, and the chair of his law firm's employment law section. Today, Mike is gonna share an update with us on what employers need to know regarding COVID-19 vaccine requirements, the EEOC's most recent guidance with regard to COVID-19, and of course, what employers' rights are with respect to masking requirements. Mike, welcome to the program. How are you? Great, Tara. Thank you. Great to see you today. You too. So Mike, you specialize in employment law and are based in Arkansas. And we know employers have been considering the issue of what they can do to require or even strongly encourage employees to get the vaccine for COVID-19. And after much anticipation, we finally have some guidance from the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission on that issue. But let's start first with what you're seeing in your home state of Arkansas and go from there. So can Arkansas employers require their employees to get vaccinated? Yes, Tara. In Arkansas, there are no problems with requiring vaccinations by your employees subject to the federal anti-discrimination laws. We had an effort in the legislature here in Arkansas this year that would have prohibited employers from requiring vaccination. Luckily, that was beaten and did not become law. So subject to the anti-discrimination and accommodation provisions of Title VII, employers are free to require vaccinations. Now, we know employers have been speculating for some time on the extent to which they can try to encourage or even incentivize employees to get vaccinated for COVID-19. And finally, as I mentioned, we have some guidance from the EEOC, although it may not be quite as detailed as we had hoped. What are you seeing with the EEOC's guidance and what employers can do to incentivize employees to get the COVID-19 vaccine? Well, you know, the, the EEOC did issue the guidance, so to speak, although there are many questions with that guidance as answers, I think. I think the, the main takeaways from that guidance are you can offer incentives to your employees to get vaccinated. You can't offer such an incentive that it is considered to be coercive because the pre-vaccination inquiries might result in an employee having to disclose a disability. We have been advising our clients that a day off for the vaccination is fine. A gift certificate to get the vaccination is a great incentive. We've been really stressing with our clients to provide education to their workforce first to incentivize people to get vaccinated. The governor of the state of Arkansas has just announced several different incentive programs, including lottery tickets. If you get vaccinated, you get a $20 lottery ticket, which is an interesting approach to it. But the EEOC guidance talks about employers being able to require their employees to be vaccinated and to prove that record of vaccination. Now, what limitations are you seeing on these voluntary vaccine incentive programs? Is there a limit to how far an employer can go in this area? The EEOC guidance says 
a very large incentive could make it coercive. They didn't define very large incentive. So that's going to be a little step-by-step for employers trying to figure out how far that can go. I'm sure we'll see lots of litigation on that. And I imagine what could be coercive probably depends on the nature of the industry and how highly an employee is compensated, right? If you have somebody who's making close to minimum wage. Absolutely. You know, the problems we see in employers who have required vaccinations are in the healthcare industry and in the poultry industry that we've seen a lot of stress over requiring people to get vaccinated. We have advised our employers who are requiring vaccinations to have a form where an employee can ask to be opted out for a disability or religious-related reason. Typically, the EEOC's guidance really focuses on equal employment opportunity issues. So, of course, the most recent guidance released by the EEOC doesn't address any kind of wage or hour issues. What are you seeing on your end with respect to how those issues might impact what financial incentive an employer might try to offer to encourage someone to get vaccinated? Yeah. So there's the, are we going to pay people for time off to go get vaccinated? If we're going to require it, then that should be compensable work time? And are we paying a non-discretionary bonus in a, for example, a $100 incentive to go get vaccinated, whether that should be included in an employee's regular rate for purposes of determining their overtime compensation? And I think the conservative approach and probably the correct approach is to go ahead and pay an overtime premium on that bonus because it is a non-discretionary bonus. One of the problems, the EEOC guidance talks about whether you require an employee to provide their vaccination record. And if you do, then you have to keep that along with their medical record in a separate file from their regular personnel file. I think what we're advising and and doing is making a list that an HR person has. And you show your vaccination card and your name is marked vaccinated, but the employer doesn't keep the vaccination record. So we don't have to worry about that record-keeping problem. And there's certainly enough for employers to worry about in this context already without having to maintain confidential records with respect to vaccination status. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned earlier that the exceptions to that rule of whether an employer can require employees to be vaccinated may depend on anti-discrimination laws. And so let's circle back to that for a moment if we can. Whenever there's a rule, there's often an exception to that rule. What happens if an employee objects to being vaccinated because of a disability? Well, as always, we have to determine whether there is a disability that is in play and whether an accommodation of that disability of refusal or the failure to be vaccinated would be a reasonable accommodation. What I have seen runs the gamut. The case I'm dealing with currently is where somebody says they had an allergic reaction to a vaccination sometime in their past, and therefore they have a fear of being vaccinated. And my rule that I tell clients is if it's a subjective fear, it's not a disability. We need to engage a medical health care provider to tell us, is there a disability first? Then we have to determine whether that the failure to be vaccinated would pose a direct threat of harm to the employer or others. Now, on a somewhat related note, sometimes in our employment law practices, we see employees request accommodations for religious reasons. How does a religious accommodation request come into play in this context with regard to vaccines? And likewise, in the religious accommodation, what I've seen runs the gamut. 
And most of the time, at least what I've seen, have been a subjective fear that's been fueled by biblical passages or other claims that it somehow violates some sincerely held religious belief. Obviously, you don't have to accommodate a sincerely held religious belief at the same level you do a disability problem. But what we have advised is the development of a form where an employee can request that accommodation and delineate to some extent what their request is. And what are you seeing with respect to reasonable accommodations with regard to a disability or religious accommodation? What might some of those accommodations be in this context? Well, there are a lot of ways different workplaces might accommodate somebody who can't get vaccinated for a disability or religious-related reason. You can segregate an employee depending on the workplace, put them in a corner office, make sure they use a separate entrance, depending on how the workplace is organized. You know, as, as I tell people all the time in disability accommodation issues, think outside the box. What can we do to have this employee work in the workplace? Obviously, after our experience the last 14 or 15 months, remote work is the other possibility. What a lot of people are saying is that their problem is that they don't want to get vaccinated until the emergency use authorization is converted to a full approval by the FDA. And it's for people who are pregnant or who are contemplating getting pregnant, who most often talk about that. We want to make sure it's the full use authorization. Now, the CDC recently made headlines when it announced its updated recommendations with respect to masking requirements for vaccinated individuals. And so we're starting to see masking requirements lighten as more of the general population gets vaccinated in light of the CDC's most recent guidance. But there's still a patchwork of approaches on this issue among state and local governments and certainly businesses. In the employment context, can employers still require their employees to wear masks if they're not mandated by state or local government? Right. Yes, they can. It's, it's been an interesting transition over the last several months with different people requiring different things for masking. I walked in my office a week ago for the first time without a mask on in many, many months, and it felt funny. And so our policy here at our firm is, if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. But if you haven't been vaccinated, you do. That is the approach that has been suggested by our governor and the approach that have been taken by many, including one of our federal courts here in Arkansas just last week issued an administrative order saying if you've been vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask when you come to court. Now, one of the things I thought was interesting in the EEOC's guidance is that the EEOC takes a position that vaccination status is confidential. But how do we reconcile that with what an employer might do with respect to masking requirements where they say, if you're not vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask? Is that inevitably running afoul of what the EEOC is recommending with respect to confidentiality? I don't think it's inevitably running afoul, but I do believe it's inevitably going to be involved in litigation. <laughs> I know that. I think we're all going to be busy for the years to come on these issues. That's yeah. sure. Yes, ma'am, we are. Well, this is certainly a complicated area for employers, and we know these issues continue to evolve. But Mike, thanks so much for taking the time to discuss these issues with us and for joining us on the program. 
Sure. Thank you, Tara. Really enjoyed it. If you'd like to connect with Mike or any of our lawyers around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law. Also, visit the website to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Tara Stingley. Thanks so much for listening.